The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. Welcome to We Talk Podcast and up in the air wrestling podcast name because Ron Funches um, now calls his podcast the One Fall Podcast. So we uh, we are now an undetermined name for this podcast at this point. So for, just go with One Fall for now. We'll just go for the One Fall Podcast for now. Yeah. So welcome to the One Fall Podcast. Uh, Joshua Adam Lamar with uh, We have... You know him from uh, the NFL Rundown. He's from the Not So Soft podcast, and he is part of the fantastic Not So Soft podcast. Welcome in the Senator. What's going on? What's going on? We got the ultimate babyface, Mr. Jill Johnson. How's it going? And we got the futurist, Martin. Yeah, if I was a futurist, I wouldn't watch this football game tonight. <laughs> I can't nice to meet you, you Senator. Sir. Senator, just so you know, I already like you more than Josh. I appreciate that. Pretty large, <laughs> that's pretty low bar to crawl crawl over. So yeah, well, hey, you don't know the low bars. I still might go under it. So that's a, <laughs> that's a compliment right there. All right, so we have a busy week uh, in professional wrestling this week. We have the season premiere of SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, we've had an announcer shakeup. We have uh, two pay-per-views. Well, one one pay-per-view and one premium live event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one cable special, and then we have two live show. Another we have three live wrestling shows going on tomorrow night, which is pretty wild. Um, but I guess we're going to start with what is the biggest news that the Observer and Post Wrestling and everyone's talking about, and that is the drama between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. That uh, came from uh, an interview that uh, Andrade did on a uh, a Lucha podcast, where more or less just came that so he didn't like Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara complained that he hit him too hard. The two got an exchange on Twitter going back and forth, and it led to uh, a fight backstage. The details have kind of gone back and forth so far of what happened back there. TMZ said one thing, Dave Meltzer is saying another thing. TMZ said. Sammy threw punches. Dave Meltzer saying Sammy didn't throw punches. The bottom line is this never should have happened. Tony and AEW should have stopped this from the very beginning. Joel, I'll let you start it off. Oh, me? Uh... <laughs> I knew you weren't, you looked the, the least ready. So much like AEW <laughs> staff, I figured it would be off to give it to you. Uh, this situation, like it just, again, it's a one of those situations that information is starting to trickle out it's much like the punk and the elite thing where it's stuff is starting to trickle out it sounds like from the way i'm interpreting it is the tmz part came from andrade's camp uh and everything else is coming from other sources that were around the event sounds like andrade uh it sounds like tony told sammy and told andrade don't do anything this isn't going to result in your release don't do anything. Fucking drop it. Leave it be. 
And Andrade, from the way it sounds, decided that this was his best way to get out of his contract. And from the sounds of it, he threw the first punch. He was waiting for Sammy to show up. Went about and did it. And they sent... And from the way it sounds, like I know a lot of people were upset that Sammy was on TV and was featured on Dynamite. But from the way it's being reported, it sounds like... Andrade started it. He threw the punches. Sammy may have said something that's unclear right now, but sounds like Andrade started throwing punches and then was sent home. So I mean, if it it should never have happened at the at at basically the beginning part of all of this. They should have been kept separate. But if Andrade was looking for a reason to get fired, then he obviously was going to do whatever it took to get to Sammy Guevara and try to create this, oh, see, you got to fire me now. See, I'm causing problems for you. You got to let me go, which if I'm WWE, why would I want Andrade? If he's going to do this, in a, if, if this drama was, and Andrade started. Are you sure they didn't tell him to do this? Well, see, and that's also really bad. Like that, like, I don't know how you'd sit there and see that and go do whatever it takes to get fired. Like, it's, it's kind of dumb. It it makes me less of a fan of Andrade because you go, you sign the contract. Like, you, if Tony says no, you've got to make the best of the situation. Much like the people that have been stuck in WWE purgatory, they've had to make the best of the situation. So this whole thing is just like W like Hunter taking over has been very bad for AEW because he is basically sent out that little word to a couple vocal people. And from what Alvarez was reporting today, it sounds like there's a vocal minority of former NXT WWE stars that are now suddenly like, oh, I actually want to go back and I'm going to start griping and complaining. And it's like, it's fair that they want to go back if they think they'll be in a better spot than by all means. Uh, but the way it was handled, like it's it's a mess right now. It really is a mess with how it's all played out in the last little bit, but the way the, what Andrade did is just like, this is, but this is a lot of just like, if you go through the history of pro wrestling, a lot of this stuff happens on a regular basis where people get into fights. It's you're basically uh, trying to babysit a hundred people with egos and it's not easy. It's like wrangling cats and that's really hard. So I just, I, I don't empathize anyone that has to be in that situation of having to deal. Like, I don't emphasize, I don't, I emphasize, empathize with anyone that had to deal with Brett and Sean, had to deal with DX, had to deal with anything in the ruthless aggression era with people shitting in other people's bags, stupid juvenile bullshit, plain ride from hell. And now all the way here, like between the punk and elite stuff, and now this Andrade and Sammy stuff, it's just like, yeah, pro wrestling station of a lot of children. And it's, it's, it's really, it, it's interesting because you have this happen, like this happened on Wednesday, just before the show kicked off. And I still enjoyed the show. Like at some point, I'm just like, you know what? That is what it is. It's over there. I'm still going to watch. I'm going to still enjoy the product. I'm still going to be entertained by what they do. Uh, and, you know, the stuff on the on the other side here, it's like, oh, it's it's over here on the side. And 
that's that's all well and good and hopefully you guys sort your shit out but the product still on tv is good so hopefully they can sort this stuff out but if if what is being reported is accurate then it's just it's it's really dumb it's really really dumb to be at this situation senator so i kind of put it like this right um everything falls back on tony i'm not gonna yep. lie to you i agree because if if tony was respected then him saying don't do nothing nothing would have happened mm-hmm. and when if whether you grow up in the hood or whatever when somebody says yo i'll see you you know exactly what that means so if tony is if tony was really prepared tony would have made sure that there was no chance in hell that they were getting anywhere close to each other you weren't prepared for it you weren't ready for it the drama that comes with this whole AEW stuff this just adds it's first of all i forgot it was an anniversary show i forgot it was their three-year anniversary show or whatever and watching it i just felt like it was a first ring of honor show in a long time mm-hmm. so i was like all right you have all this drama going on in the backstage and then on the main on the main card it doesn't even look like an AEW show anymore. So I've, I haven't been as big of a fan of AEW. Uh, me and Josh, we talked about this before. It's been a few months now where I think that WWE has been putting on a better show, especially since Triple H took over. I think they've been consistently putting on a better show. But the drama that they have, Tony, you can't be their friends. You're not, you're not their friends. You're their boss. You got to yeah. get your respect back some way. If you can't do it, bring people in that will will be it well and just uh for wwe just to hit on that point then i go to yumo uh, just the even the aerial pod that he did today when he talked about his relationship that he had with nick and stephanie and he's like well i thought we were friends or we're not friends anymore it's like yeah i get that and that sucks you know i don't like how they've done some of the stuff you know and whatnot but it's, it's business tony and this is the world that you're in and I, I you i would assume you would have known that being in the nfl realm and being in the epl that this is the, the realm that it is and things are going to get competitive at times and it does seem that when he loses some of those relationships and he tries to gain some of the relationship he gets really really upset about it and just to kind of showcase both of these things today that happened uh the last week like the punk thing that could have been nipped in the butt right away as we talked about last time and this one you should have had people, right? I wouldn't even let Andrade into the building at that point, right? You can see right there, like you were saying, like you're saying, you're going to catch hands. Okay, we figure this shit out. We've had enough backstage shit. And you can tell in the Mox promo that he did with Hangman is saying, he had that line about saying like, one little thing will set you off or whatever. He, that he said to Hangman, that was subliminal obviously to Sammy, in my opinion. So kind of back to square one with this locker room. I agree with Joel. Yeah, on the product, good matches. TV's going fine. But backstage is just a mess, Mo. It's, uh, it's, I mean, AEW is, to me, still putting on a far superior product on air. I mean, I don't even think it's close, personally. No. I'm sick of the unprofessionalism. I'm sick of it from everybody. Um, I'm sick of it from AEW. I'm sick of it when I see it in WWE. I'm sick of it, hell, I'm sick of it still from WCW back in the day. Yeah. I'm sick of the unprofessionalism. And the fact is, AEW is in a good place in a lot of ways here. Because you look at the show Wednesday, and you open up with two homegrown talents who are under 30. You know, After that, you have Darby Allen and Jay Lethal, one guy under 30 who's 
you know, homegrown talent. Your main event has a couple guys under 30 homegrown talents. They have, and the, and their hottest act, the acclaim, you know, their hottest act is under 30 homegrown talents. A lot of these guys they've brought in, they haven't worked out. And it's just kind of become this point where I'm like, you know what, if, if these guys are a problem, if I'm draw, I mean, it sets a bad precedent to some of the ways to say you want it out, you behave poorly. So you got out. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's, if they don't want to be there, let them go. You already don't have enough time for guys like Dante Martin and guys like this to get them on air who are really talented and homegrown and young anyways. I, I just think that they need to go with their homegrown talent, go with a youth mission, you know, youth movement. I think that'll fix a lot of what's on, on in the locker room. Sammy is a weird case because, I mean, Sammy had that thing with Sasha Banks a few years ago. This is ago. three strikes for me. This is three strikes. Yeah, this is his third one, right? I mean, yeah. the Sasha Banks thing was, that was horrible, mm-hmm. you know? Um, then this thing with Kings, with Kingston and now this. The guy's got to learn to keep his mouth shut. If he, if Andrade says something and you don't like it, then you go like a man to him and you say to and one of the producers, one of the agents, whatever they call them, hey, this guy has an issue with me. I'd like to talk with him. Can you act as a, a you know, mediator? and help us to have a conversation to work it out. You don't yeah, go well, on, on Twitter and say, well, it's your problem. You suck and you're, you shouldn't be here. And you got, you know, you haven't gotten over and all this stuff. Of course, Andrade's going to want to respond to that. Yeah. Like this is, it's unprofessionalism on many levels and I'm just sick of it. And it is, it's, AEW's got to be careful because they have been easy to cheer for up until now. They were the underdogs. They were the new company. The established company wasn't listening to its fans. This was run by a fan who understood the fans, was giving them the product they wanted. They were the underdogs. They were easy to cheer for. WWE is more easy to cheer for under Triple H. Make no doubt about it. And they are gathering goodwill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a perfect product, but it's improved. It has improved. It's still not as good as, like I say, a product to me as AEW. But the goodwill is starting to come around. And the funny thing is they're gaining this goodwill after they send out feelers to all these people that are under multi-year contracts that they should not have been legally able to do. No. You know, they haven't behaved well either. So, yeah, it's just like it just makes me want to watch New Japan. This is what all this is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of the, the thing I was sitting there. I was thinking, I was like, well, all this was going on and you have all this stuff. And I mean, like you said, WWE's no saints either. You have all this shit going on. It's like, oh, well, the only thing that really New Japan has is the Ibushi story. And that seems to have resolved itself. And now it's done, done and finished. And you can go watch Okada. You can go watch Jay White. And really don't have to deal with a lot of bullshit behind the scenes with new japan it seems like everything's kind of like more or less mellow there i haven't heard a lot of drama or any shenanigans and they're not pushing evil that hard so it makes it a little bit that easier. helps that helps no and senator senator is totally right when he says the tk isn't respected and the problem is you can't gain the respect now it's too no. late it's lost it. You can't. You can't suddenly flip that switch. There's nothing he can. And do I think he knows it too. Yeah, I think he knows it because listening to him on the Oriole podcast, I think he knows it. 
And by the way, just aside, I know this is a, a wrestling show because the football game's going on. Denver Bronco fans are walking out of the arena knowing the game's going to overtime. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. Well, the well, game was horrible. Why torture yourself? Yeah. But uh, uh, I just wanted to quickly add on to that. And this is the problem with TK is that he is too much of a mark. He is a Reddit mm-hmm. a Reddit fan that gets that owns a company. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. Because you brought up some really good points about the some of the wrestlers that are on there and their age, right? And the homegrown talent that they should be pushing even more. The problem is is because he's such a wrestling fan. He invests more money in trying to get people that he's fans of and trying to push them than looking at what he actually has. And I think one of the big things when when Vince retired and Triple H took over was everyone knew that whatever moves was coming from NXT to the main roster, it would probably be the same. Their character wouldn't be changed as much. So you're so you your development developmental level going to your main roster, it's just a lateral move or a lateral movement of the character but you're just upgrading them to more eyes. For Tony, Tony just is trying to snatch up anybody that's a that's a free agent, but you're not focusing on the people that you should have until MJF cut that crazy promo and pretty much left. Then you realize when he came, you had to offer him the money that you needed to offer him because you suspended almost all the other stars that you had because they got into a backstage incident. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's okay to be a fan, but you can't be the fan, the booker, the president. You can't do all that in that one role. Like you need to have other people there to kind of calm you down on some of the decision makings that you do. And I don't think he has anybody around that does that. And now he lost all the respect. He needs to do something to gain back something in the lock in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I those are good points. And the, the thing about it is. I think a lot of it comes back to when he originally started this company that he put people like Cody and I understood that and, and, you know, the young bucks and Kenny Omega and I understand, you know, the role they had in starting it with, you know, before even AEW began, obviously they had important roles, but putting them as EVPs instead of putting in uh, older guys who have no uh, skin in the game, uh, who can be respected more, um, who understand the professionalism of how to be an EVP. Uh, that was missing right from the beginning. And, you know, it would have been nice. It would have been nice if Arn Anderson had been an EVP instead of the Young Bucks. I think this company would have been better off. Yep, I agree with you. And I also think that's why Cody left. And I think, and you always heard the reports of all the backstage issues and how he kind of spaced out from Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny. And I think Cody is a guy that grew up in wrestling even more than they did. So he his mind is kind of more Triple H style, more than like a New Japan style, right? And I think once they saw that there that those issues wasn't going to be resolved. Cody knew exactly what he was going to do at that point. He's already checked off his bucket list. He already checked off the matches that he wanted to do. 
there's only one thing left for that he wanted to do, which was win the WWE championship. So he go knew. listen to that interview, Senator, and everybody here. Go listen to that last that that bizarre promo that we broke down on a on a rundown pod with Peter Klein. And now go back and listen to it now. It makes a lot more sense kind of now of a guy that didn't give a fuck and kind of knew where he was going. And there's um there's an interview he did with Barstool on the wrestling podcast that I shared with Joel yesterday. And even in that, you're like, he, because I think this was done in December, early January, and he kind of talked about the division in the locker room of guy being like, well, I'm a New Japan champion. I'm an indie champion. I'm a WWE guy. And he was talking about, and you can even tell then, early January, February, December, there was starting to be this small descent in the locker room of people stating the sides that they're in. Where if you did have a Tony, uh, a Nick Khan or a Hunter or whoever to be respected in that, it wouldn't have gone down. I, I, I would have thought when a Regal came in or a Malenko or someone would have helped with that. But the, the next leader of the locker room, I believe, is Tony Schiavone and Pat Buck. All respect to Tony Schiavone. I don't think the boys are going to respect him like that. And all respect to Pat Buck. Don't think they will. If it was a Malenko or a William Regal, I think it would be. But and then, you know, if the if the Kenny rumors were true of what he said before of like I wouldn't hire ninety-nine percent of you if that was a joke or not, who knows? Either way, that obviously never should have been said. No. Yeah, so, it doesn't matter if that's a joke. You don't make a joke when you're the EVP in that yeah. situation. Yeah. You know? So, you just you don't. That's what we talk about hiring people that were professionals that understood what it means to be an EVP. Excuse yeah. Me. EVP. No. Yeah. yeah. And so my last point is then we move on from this. Uh, after one quick last comment from you guys, just again, listening to Tony on the aerial podcast, he just seems defeated right now. Like I felt bad for the guy because he just kept on getting questions asked by Ariel, who's one of the best sports broadcasters that we have, let alone combat sports. And I think Tony, at least 10 to 20 minutes of answers were like, I can't answer that. I don't want to answer that. I can't answer that. I'm not allowed to answer that. And there was even questions about like, are you still friends with Cody? Do you wish Cody well? Are you, you know, where's the future of AEW going? Like just simple, basic questions that Ariel would be like, you can't even answer that. Like, I don't understand. And it just seemed at times like a guy that from the backstage stuff is defeated, but is excited about what's going on in ring, which is still very good. But it seems like a guy that's getting very defeated by backstage and just wants to be that wrestling fan where things were so fun and so good, where he could put on these good matches and get all the praise. And now he's kind of been punched in the mouth. And he's having a hard time getting up. I, I think just not the backstage stuff. You can really tell it fucking pissed him off that WWE did that show on Labor Day. You can really tell. You could tell at the presser. And now you can tell in this aerial pod. That stuff really pissed him off. And I think it goes to that comment of saying, like, I thought I was friends with Hunter, Steph, and, 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 and Nick on. I really thought I was friends with them. And they did this to me. And so there's a lot of that type of blaming from him still going on and really emotionally taking that on. And I think it was a, a rude awakening this past six months, I think was the first awakening to the wrestling business for, for TK. And I'll let you guys kind of finish off and then we get to the next subject. Welcome to wrestling, Tony yeah. Khan. Welcome to wrestling. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, you know, you had Clash of the Champions going head-to-head with pay-per-views. You had Royal Rumbles free on TV and going head-to-head with, uh, with pay-per-views from, I mean, this has been the way the wrestling has been done people booking head to head to to hurt the other you know the competition is that's been happening in wrestling forever you think the wrestling historian that tony is would understand that yeah it's just business uh 
Senator Joel, any last thoughts really quick? No, uh, I got nothing. Yeah, no, like honestly, like it's just Tony just Tony just needs to realize that it's a business. And that's yeah. and that's what this is. You gotta treat it like a business, treat it like a hierarchy, and just know exactly if you can't handle the role to bring in people that can handle the role of certain things. All right. Uh, the next side of things here, I, I hate doing these transitions with somber note. Uh, found out this afternoon, Sarah Lee passed away, former Tough Enough winner. She beat up Mandy Rose. I don't remember what Mandy's Rose was the name. I think it was like Amanda something with an S yeah. uh, at, the, at the time. Um, you know, I, I thought she had an opportunity to be a baby face uh, within the company, but much like with all Tough Enough winners, is there any successful like winner winner was I think John Hennigan is the only successful winner winner but other than that from tough enough it seems to be the people that follow up and let's did not Mo you would probably remember this more than any of it did Nadia win or is Nadia runner-up oh geez I I don't recall I I really don't recall yeah and yeah and and then whoever was the I think the manager of the Bashams does she win Linda Miles no, she did not. No. Win. Okay. So anyways, just, you know, I, I, I thought she had some promise. And then obviously things in NXT didn't go down. There were some rumors about behavioral issues. I'm not here to talk about those right now. Uh, it seemed like she was very happy in her life and just 30 years old, way too young. That's crazy. Uh, so, so really unfortunate. She had a very brief time in the wrestling business and uh, unfortunate to uh, see her past. WWE just put a note up uh, of her. A little bit ago and another passing and look this could be a whole pod and i think we'll get to it later this week um but antonio noki passing away and you really recognized how big of a presence he was the new york times had a whole piece on him uh espn sports center had a piece on him dave did a little thing on him uh it was so funny even just dave talking about that ali fight at first it's such a joke right and now it's like this reverential game-changing thing for wrestling some people combined to the start of mixed martial arts and how that came about and just how he raised above everything and is just one of the main figures in pro wrestling he's in there on the you know when they pass away with you know the flares and the takers and the rocks and the hogan's he's uh he's on the top of that list more than you probably have the closest and most time following his career just want to get any comments from you really quickly on Antonio Noki's passing it's almost impossible to do quick comments on Antonio Noki uh you know that he he is let's put it this way I mean there's always talk about Rustling's Hall of Fame and or sorry Mount Rushmore Rustling's Mount Rushmore he, he is in Japan, definitely one of the guys on the Mount Rushmore. And, you know, where he sits in North America, um, even then you could you could argue he could be on the Mount Rushmore here as well. Uh, he is a, a legend, you know, like very few others. Um, his charisma was incredible. Uh, he also knew how to put him, you know, he also was unselfish. Uh, he knew, you know, I mean, he knew when it was time to, he didn't do a lot of jobs. He knew when it was time to do it to make money, you know. He knew that when he wanted to build up Vader as a killer, to have Vader come in and squash him in two minutes, you know, to set up a rematch. He got that. Not a lot of guys get that back then or now. And he's, uh, yeah, I mean, his legacy is 
going to last forever, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rest in peace. Senator, you got any thoughts on on, uh, Antonio Inoki? Honestly, um, just he's a legend. And just rest in paradise to him and Sarah. Because it it doesn't matter if you live a long life or a shorter Mm -hmm. life. Like, a passing is a passing. And and it still rocks the world. So condolences to their families, too. Yeah. Joel, any thoughts on either of them? Uh, I know the family has already set up something for Sarah and a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, there's been... a there's a GoFundMe. Yeah, because I think this she was talking that she just cleared. I think a day or two ago that she cleared a sinus infection and was going back to the gym. So mm-hmm. whatever happened between then and now, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was married to Wesley Blake, former, and they had three kids together. So like from the Dubstep Cowboys with Buddy Murphy. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? I'm pretty For, sure that was the forgotten one. son. Yeah. Literally. Uh she's married and I believe they had three kids. So yeah. That was fast. <laughs> she did tough enough in twenty fifteen. They went to work in seven years. Damn. So now they got three kid three kids without a mother. Uh yeah, it's but there is GoFundMe set up that Family's definitely going to need support, and hopefully they uh, WWE steps in a way and helps out. Uh, and as for Anoki, like uh, there's not many people that can say they beat Flair and Hogan clean, and he can say he did that. So just yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff with Antonio Anoki that you can go through between Hogan, between New Japan and the history of New Japan runs runs basically parallel with Antonio. Just the fight with Ali, like there, there's so many important integral moments tied in with one and the same of Anoki and Japanese pro wrestling. So it's definitely, you know, you knew this death was coming. You'd seen you'd seen some pictures of him recently and like, oh yeah, this, this is probably closer to the end. Did you guys hear what his final message was? No. So he was a guy that was very proud, right, of his physique and everything. He didn't have a spouse at all. Uh, so he was shot in the in the hospital in the, the condition he was. And his last thing was, please protect the earth and do not pollute it. Those were his final words. That's probably a good message. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little too late but it's definitely definitely a good thought to have Uh, don't watch that alley by the way don't watch alley if you haven't (laughs) seen it just keep it in mind you're not familiar with it yeah uh you know i mean there there was a lot of stuff backstage a lot of politics about what would be allowed and what wouldn't be allowed and and it basically turned into a a shoot fight when it wasn't supposed to be that uh Mm -hmm. because you know uh, the egos involved and the different things so you know, Anoki just lies on his back and does up kicks to to Ali and just tortures the guy. When he landed them, they were yeah. brutal. And you know, and Ali's just sitting there waiting for him to get up so he can you know hit him with his fist because he can't get him when he's on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's and it goes on forever like that. Uh, was was it true that uh, that 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 messed up Ali's leg? Was that that fight? It de- he went to the hospital afterwards, yeah, yeah, for the brutal shots that he took. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, uh, the next uh, kind of news side, and then we'll get to these previews, is SmackDown. Uh, Raw and NXT have new uh, broadcasters. Uh, we're just going to go through the main hits here. So SmackDown, Wade Barrett, he gets the call up. We'll see when McAfee and how he kind of gets integrated. When Right now he's obviously on college game day. So unfortunately for Pat McAfee, he will not be there right now. Obviously he wanted to do it, but WWE said, no, we don't want to overwork you. So Wade Barrett gets the call up. A step closer to my dream of seeing him back in the ring again, hopefully. Uh, then on the Raw team, uh, we have uh, a new broadcaster at the uh, at the Raw desk there uh, with Corey Graves, and I'm forgetting the gentleman's name that's on the on the Kevin front there, but from the uh, from Kevin the NXT Kevin Patrick. Thank you so much. And then Vic Joseph and Booker T on NXT, and then I guess the big kind of return is that uh, Kathy Kelly is back as a ring uh, ring kind of side broadcaster on Raw, and Jimmy Smith is done with the WWE as well. So there is all that. Uh, Senator, you and I kind of talked about this earlier today. I know you're happy for Kathy Kelly, but any other thoughts on the broadcast teams? Um, not having Pat is one of the big losses for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Pat's energy is just is just infectious. Um, but I do like I do like the team of Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. I do. Mm-hmm like the fact that they brought back Kathy Kelly. I think that she was one that, especially when the Undisputed Era was there, it was her interactions with them were just amazing. Um, Byron, I, I'm happy for him. I also did kind of like him on broadcast. I just hated him and Corey together. Yeah. <laughs> it was just starting to get so annoying. What's worse, because- Byron and Corey or Renee and Corey? Oh, Renee and anybody's worse. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And yeah, and breaking up Wade and Vic is not is not the worst thing, but Vic was start I mean, Wade was starting to get too stale for me in NXT. And it was just this this might be like the refresher that in the team that I think was needed. Yeah. Uh you guys have any thoughts on the broadcast teams? I just like the moves. I mean, I, I think it's going to help freshen them up and uh, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, Booker T is the one is interesting to me because I think he has mm-hmm. potential to be like a great, great color commentator. Unfortunately, last time he uh, <laughs> and the Broncos lose. And <laughs> as I'm watching Josh's reaction here, uh, <laughs> No, but uh, he has he had potential to be a great great announcer. Last time that he was doing it, he kind of became a gimmick onto himself. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, without uh, Vince there, what he's going to be like. Uh, we'll see. He has potential to be awesome. I also think yeah. that move with, with him going to NXT is really good because he is also like he has his wrestling school. So great point. That, so that mm-hmm. as an addition down there, so he can not only just be a commentator, but he can also really be a coach down there. Because there are some talent down there that really have potential. They just might need somebody with a little more expertise to help coach them. My my only thing is Jimmy Smith's the MMA announcer. <laughs> Last day was the day before we have an MMA type of match with Daniel Cormier featured in it. That's just cruel. Like, let the man just at least call the fight pit. Yeah. That's not that big of a loss to me. I, think oh, I know. I just feel shocking. bad for him. 
I think the more shocking thing is that they're all two man teams. Yeah. That Again, I like that. I like yeah. that though. Three man boots are hard. I mean, they're hard. Oh, and and they're sometimes so it feels like a, a seventeen man booth in AW. Yeah, yeah. But when you... when, when uh, William Regal joins, that's when it, that's when the commentary get, just gets like. But at least he gets to let Exalibur, oh, yeah. Exalib, ex, uh, let him know how yummy and delicious he is. <laughs> the man with the mask. Uh, I, I will say that you know, being the one guy here that does play by play, those especially when you're the lead broadcaster, those three and three booths are rough because you feel like you need to go, you need to go. But at the same time, you're trying to call your action. So when someone wants to have a point, it's so hard. You're already at times in the broadcast booth looking for those opportunities when you let your color uh, commentator come in to give their insight. You're already looking for that. Now you got to deal with people on the side of you, and I know it's a little different in wrestling. But it must be harder too because you get the person that's going to give their heel opinion and their face opinion. I, I can't imagine how difficult that is, especially back in the day when Vince is yelling in your ear. So I do like that they did go back to the two man booths. It's just going to be interesting when McAfee comes back. Are they going to use Pat as a broadcaster or are they just going to use him as a wrestler? Because I think as a broadcaster, he's to me, one of the best that there is just with the energy that he adds all the time, but everything and the real side that he brings at times. So I, I like Barrett. I think he's done a great job in NXT. I've always been a big fan of the way Barrett character. I wish that, you know, things would have gone better, but John Cena happened. So uh, I'm glad that he at least gets his opportunity to be on the main roster as a commentator tomorrow, the brand that Roman's on, that the main champion's on. So a lot of eyes are going to be on Barrett. I, I bet you there's going to be people tomorrow that, haven't seen Wade Barrett in like eight years because they probably don't watch NXT and had no idea. I do think sometimes McAfee tends to try and get himself over more than the, oh, of course he does. Yeah, more than show. he does the talent. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, I I do think that's that's my one thing that I, I'd like to see a little less of from him. His yeah. his energy and his 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 enthusiasm is contagious, definitely. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you don't try and get yourself over at the Expense of the talent all yeah. time. Uh, I think those I are the. Think, I just think yeah, watching him on all his shows and stuff like that. Like when you watch him on everything, that's just who he is, right? So like, I thought when he first got on there, I was thinking the exact same thing as you until I started watching his show a lot more. Started watching him on College uh, Game Day, and I was like, oh, that's just Pat, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but. Speaking of tomorrow, Josh, there's supposed to be one other news. Well, it's yeah, a potential okay. spoiler. Sure. Um, but Santos Escobar and the crew are supposed to show up tomorrow. They are, yeah. And so that might be the start of returns this week. Yeah. That may be the start of returns. We'll talk about the other return on, on Sunday. But yeah, the Santos Escobar thing. And you know, you have a lot of factions you can feud with there. You can feud with the bloodline. They can feud with uh, Hit Row Imperium. and Imperium. So they're starting to do a good job of building up that. So, yeah, I, I believe we'll see Santos tomorrow. Um, speaking about tomorrow. All right. So let's go into Impact Wrestling. Um, not an ideal time to put a show on when you're going against a live Rampage. Uh, a live SmackDown. That's the season premiere SmackDown that's going to have Roman on it. And... It's also the night before the, a pay-per-view. And yeah, and I think there's a college football game going on too because it's yeah. and also it's a major league baseball playoffs. Yes, major league baseball playoffs too. So it's, it's a little a thing weird, there. 
yeah, so it's a weird time. Of course, uh, up here in Canada, we don't have to worry about the Blue Jays because MLB like to fuck us and put them in the afternoon like we all knew they would. Anyways, <laughs> um, so we go to Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Not that you're bitter. Yeah, we all knew that was going to happen. Um, so uh, we have our pre-show match. Brian May- Myers, so he's just saying majors, will uh, defend the Digital Impact Championship against uh, TBT. I uh, I don't know much. To, I'm assuming all of us here are pretty uh, naive on the impact side of things. I watch it a little bit. Okay, thank you, Senator. Not, Let's I'm go. Not like, I'm not like an every week watcher, but I do yeah. I do tune in every now and then. Is there a slight hand about who Myers may face? Is it is uh, it Matt Cardona? Does that seem like what it would be? So what they're what I've been hearing kind of what it is, it might be, they might be leaning more towards like a debut okay, on it, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because it's a pre-show. Yeah. But um, they were saying there seems like leaning more towards a debut and try to get people to continue, like to grab people to start watching. Who's out there? That's the question. Yeah. I don't know. What's his name? They used to be with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Marco Stunt. There you go, Marco Stunt. Wasn't he on like um, uh, that the NBC like American Idol, The Voice? He was. He tried out for The Voice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be something. Okay. Um, Something. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have uh, the uh, we have twenty wrestlers in the intergender battle royal, which is the one thing Impact does better than anyone is the intergender side Mm -hmm. of things. Uh, the call your shot gauntlet and the winner of that will be able to call their shot for the next year. I'm sure they have a lot of debuting wrestlers. We're not going to go over the impact roster here, but I'm just going to go. Let's go Raj Singh. Come on. What does call your shot mean? It's money, it's in, the money in the bank, basically. Yeah, it's money in the bank. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's doing the gimmick oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm picking Raj Singh. That's who I'm picking. Raj was supposed to do the football show with us last night. He had to get a last second flight to get to Bound for Glory. I'm like, that's what it is. Raj is getting the, getting it. He's been featured more on Impact Wrestling. So Raj Singh is going to get it. And then he's going to come out to the Dungeon Wrestling Show with Gama Singh with the chip in hand. The giant chip? (laughs) Or whatever whatever it is. (laughs) Whatever it is. So yeah, it's uh, be a clipboard and a contract. That's there you go. Uh, I mean, is Mac Cardona still part of the roster? He isn't he hurt? He's hurt. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, yeah. So, uh, do you guys have any guesses who you would say who could no. get it? Maybe not. Okay. Marco uh, Stunt. Yeah. <laughs> Marco Stunt. All the guesses. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. Every, every he's the White Rabbit of an Impact Wrestling. No, that's the answer. Will be Marco Stunt. <laughs> He's the white rabbit. There you go. Um, Great. Oh, yeah. So we next, we'll, we'll talk we about white know. rabbit in a second. Uh, we take all team, know uh, the, the white rabbit used to be what? What was his name there? They used to have the bunny, uh, the rabbit, all, the, the bunny, bunny that was, Adam Rose. Adam, Adam Rose. Rose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and who was it? Was the bunny again? I can't remember. Uh, they um, did they unmask the bunny? No, they never no, unmasked they, him. But they, everybody knew who he was because he he was actually good. Was it was Curtis it, Axel? No, no, wasn't it Justin Gabriel? I think yeah, it was. I think yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was Justin Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a free agent? There we go. Dots there connected. 
Tim versus Marco, Marco Stunt, main event, Impact. Um, the Impact Tag Team uh, Championships, Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo against Jessica and Ty Valkyrie. I did not know uh, Taya had a uh, sister. Me either. I don't know. This is, uh, this is the former. This is the sister. former. Uh, this is the former Jessica Havoc, who I have heard of. Yeah. Okay, so she's it's not her sister. Out. It's not her sister. Yeah, she's been. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that they're. I think Deanna and Chelsea are going to retain. Uh, they kind of just want it. So. Yeah, I agree. I got Parazzi and Chelsea as well. I I disagree. <laughs> and Marco Stunt is going to win that match. <laughs> That's true. Marco's going to. Walk out looking like a FTR. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Joel, who are you going with there? Green and Perazzo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this one, Mick- the title makes most sense. Mickey James versus Mia Yim. So, for those that aren't familiar with this, uh, Mickey's kind of doing the Ric Flair gimmick when she loses, her career's finished. So, this will obviously lead to the championship match, and then we'll, we'll probably lose that or whatever. I don't know who in in impact is worthy enough to retire Mickey James. Maybe they call Trish in for a favor. It'll be Gail Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gail, well, isn't Gail Kim retired too? Yeah. But she's always there. Yeah. Call an awesome con maybe. Uh, so yeah, Mickey James will win this. It obviously they'll want the gimmick to go for a little bit here. At least until yeah. what slam reverse. When did they start? Like a month ago, like a month ago. And Mia Yim's contract's over. So, Oh, is it? Okay. So, the, AEW the, for her. Bound for, Bound for Glory is the is her, the last day of her contract. So AEW for her probably. Uh, I could stay back to WWE. Hmm, I'm just wondering with the husband. Yeah, uh, but Mickey, I have Mickey winning this. Yeah, yeah. You guys. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one of the hottest uh, young studs in the business this year, Speedball Mike Bailey is the X Division champion. He takes on Impact Legend Frankie Kazarian. Should be a good match. I will always go against the so-called Elite Hunter. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was one of the worst gimmicks I've seen in a while. Um, uh, yeah, no, Speedball. No, go Speedball as well. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Kazarian still in in contract with the AEW or what the he is, what's the deal? He is, he is. he's okay. still there. I think it's kind of like with Chris Daniels, where Daniels goes place to place still. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Scorp- I mean, Speedball's winning. I mean, I don't know where Scorp- The last time I saw Scorpio Sky, he was part of a Laker podcast, being a Laker analyst. That's the last time I saw mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky. So, I assume I he was hurt just because we haven't seen him. Yeah. Well, he is hurt. Um, that's yeah. what. Uh, was what was his name? American top team. Oh, okay. That's why he said that he's stepping away from AEW too because mm. Scorpio Sky was hurt and then Ethan Page was due to the brand for the yeah. firm. So, right. Okay. Joel, you stay, you going to go with Kazarian or are you going to stay with Mike Bailey? Sure, we'll go with Kazarian. Sure. Uh, Tate team championships. We have Honor No More, which is Matt Taven and Michael Bennett against the Motor City Machine Guns. Another good match. Yeah, honor no more. I'll, I'll pick them. Yeah, they're yeah. the current champions. I have them staying with it. Uh, singles match. Motor, motor, motor City Machine Guns. Nice. Yeah. Uh, singles match for the Impacts World Championship. Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich. I'm not too familiar with her, but she seems like a pretty young talent from Russia, only 24 years old. 
Uh, they built her up. She's, I think she's undefeated. Okay. In Impact right now. Thank you for this information. This is making the pod so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah, she's they built built her up, but I don't think she's gonna win the title. Yeah, they seem to like Jordan Grace quite a bit. You know what, by the way, for building up the debut, I just realized now that we're talking about Jordan Grace, I think I know who Myers we could could face if they want to do a big debut. It could be Grisham. Grisham wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah. But I wouldn't put him up for the internet title though. Yeah. Uh, and then our main event is a singles match for the Impact World Championship. Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards. I'll have Alexander still win that. Yeah, Alexander retains. He continues to be the face of Impact. Yeah, yeah, it should be a great match, though. I agree. Uh, then we have um, we'll go to Extreme Rules in a second. Do you, uh, Morton or Joel, since you're mainly our, our main AEW guys, do you remember any big matches for Rampage this week? Uh, big matches? <laughs> yeah. I uh, Was there Willow is taking on Jade? That's Battle of the Belts. Uh, is that Battle of the Belts? Yeah. Well, no, well, I guess the, the big Friday one is one. the... That's a, it, so Friday, Friday's Rampage is like part one of Battle of the Belts. It's I in the, the, the trios title, right? That's one. The tri- the trios title is yeah, that's right. There. And Beretta versus Pac. So Pac is doing a couple matches. Yeah. I think that one's on yeah, Battle of the Belts. Two matches. Yeah, that's on Battle of the Belts. Battle well. of the Belts. So. Yeah. yeah. That should be a good match. Yeah. So Battle of the Belts, we have my favorite, Willow Nightingale. She's taking on Jade Cargill. God bless Willow. Yeah. Third time's not going to be the charm. Willow, unfortunately, will lose and be number thirty. I think she's the future of the women's division, though. I mean, I, I love her. They man. really got I something love her so her. much. I love her yeah. so much. She was wrestling up in Alberta like all last year. She was everywhere. PWA, like all those places. I love wrestling up in Edmonton. She was all over Alberta. I, you just you're seeing certain people starting to get over with the crowd. Jamie Hader is one of them, and Jamie mm-hmm. Hader, like if you had to. Jamie Hayter may be the one you go with for beating Jade, but Willow is, you're starting to hear it from the crowd and she's just barely been on TV. They gave her mic time, which I thought she did fine on the mic. Like, yeah, I think she's, she won't get the win here, but I think she's going to continue to start to build that uh, support from, from basically starting from the bottom. Yeah. So I think I think she's just a natural baby face. There's there's so Definitely. much about her, and it's just there's so much that you can tap into with that. We all agree Jade's gonna win. Yeah, no surprises here. It's not the time to have her lose yet. No, because she's got to get to fifty. Yeah, yeah. Or she or she's got to have the tease for fifty, right? We got to get to forty nine and then say who's fifty. And kind of go from there. You got to have the right person to take it from her. And Sasha Banks. Yeah, she would be. She would be. So they're going to get Soraya to beat her for the belt. Maybe. Maybe. So if Soraya is healthy by then. Like I could see, I could see if she because she did the little physicality this week with Britt. She's in yeah, the hockey punches. Yeah, going to yeah. something with Britt for a little bit and then. For a title, because at one point Hater has to win the title. Yeah, like the not the TBS one, like the women's yeah. title. Hater has to do it. 
I agree. Um, then we have Pac for Sparetta. Should be a fun match, but I got Pac winning that. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and with uh, uh, Ta- Takashita coming back to AEW in a little bit. Good call, Joel. He's, good the, call. One, he's the one you have Great to Pac. Good call. And then he's you the have... Guy, if you're new to Japan, he's the guy they need. Yeah. It's Takashita yeah. because... They they had, I mean, it's about ten years ago now that you know Okada debuted, and Okada now is about the age that Tanahashi was then. He's just a little bit younger than Tanahashi was then. They need that next guy who's young, and they don't seem to have it in their system. Sure so they, enough, they, but I, I mean, don't they know need to move. There. You know, they need to move uh, heaven and earth in order to get that guy. Yeah, I, I think Jonah Jonah is one of the talents too. But they, I don't know what his future is yet. Yeah, but and he's he's again he's not the the young, uh, you know, Japanese performer that they need. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to build up uh, Show and Yo at one point to to go in that direction. But they're but light, just, they're light heavyweights though. Yeah, it just was. I also don't think it was going to cross over into like the heavyweight from there, no. but. I think that at one point they were trying to build them up as. Well, I think they made a mistake and and they they should have flipped the roles and when they turned them heel and babyface, mm-hmm. I think they went the wrong way. Then Yo should have been the, the heel. Yep. Show should have been the babyface. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that uh, with whatever's going on with Bandino as well, mm-hmm. you could throw him into the mix. You could you could have Pac. Versus Bandino versus Takashita, and I think you'd you'd have an incredible match. And oh, whoever won it, it really wouldn't matter. Give them an hour. Give it, them all of Rampage. I it, agree. Yeah. It'd be amazing. And I I definitely like roster bloated, but Bandino is a guy Bandito. Bandito is a guy that like just based on that match with Jericho, I you, you take him and go. Like he's got a great look, everything like just everything about him is just like this is a guy that you can market well, and you could easily have. And just the the feats of strength from him alone with dealing with Jericho, it's like just imagine what him and Claudio could do. Well, it, you know, if you watched him in ROH, you were familiar with that strength. Mm-hmm. He had just had that insane strength. I mean, it, it was, you know. But the thing is, we talk about the guys under thirty that they already have. They're the younger guys, and the, I mean, and WWE has apparently made an offer to him. Uh, they need him a lot more, quite frankly, you know, because I mean, I could think of Pete Dunn and you know Dominic Mysterio, and I start to That's lose butch. track of who's under you thirty. Get his name right. Oh, okay. I lose track of who's under thirty, you know, on their roster still, uh, pretty quickly. Whereas we named, you know numerous under 30 talents in AEW. So, I mean, if I'm WWE, I, I, and I, if I'm him, I probably go WWE. I think, I think there's probably a lot more space then with Hunter being there, that gives him a lot of wiggle room. And that's the thing, like you, you go through WWE's roster and you go, okay, like this Roman thing's going to go on forever. It feels like (laughs) what's, what's, what's the next, What's your next big major project that you're going to be just throwing, wanting to push the moon? Is it Braun Breaker? Is it Carmelo Hayes? Is it it's Braun Breaker? 
It's it's Brom Breaker. Gable's still uh, there too. Uh, you have Gable Stevenson, and I'd rather you not do anything with him. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, he's the black hole of charisma. Sorry, dudes. Oh man. And I mean, yeah. the... all right, let's get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, then we have FTR versus the uh, Gates of Agony. I was excited to see the Gates of Agony actually get an opportunity to showcase themselves and have a great match with FTR. It's it's a good way to get a FTR going again and get them featured again. Hopefully everything's healed up and everything's healthy. I heard their match that they had uh, New Japan Quest was uh, was very good against. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Aussie. the name's escaping me. The, Aussie Open wasn't it? Yeah, Aussie Open. Yeah. yeah, I heard that was fantastic. Was so we have to wait for match. that to show up on uh, New Japan World. But I uh, yeah. Get this going again. This will be a win for FTR, but it'll be it'll be kind of getting that momentum going again. It's an interesting yeah. thing because you know, I mean, it, this is kind of FTR's had this incredible year. I mean, I, I they're definitely my tag team of the year. You know, uh, we haven't seen them so much lately. Now you got you know these pretty green guys they're working with. How great a match can they have? I mean, it's kind of a, a bit of a uh, test for them in some it ways. Is. It is. That'd be a good good way to show off this this young tag team because it could be someone that you could be definitely tapping into the future for the ROH titles or something down the line for AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on to extreme rules before we get going, I guess let's start about the elephant in the room or the rabbit in the arena, potentially. Uh, are we going to see the white rabbit at extreme rules? Let's start with you, Senator. Are we going to see the white rabbit at extreme rules or are we going to be further teased? See, uh, we'll see it at extreme rule at, at okay. extreme rules. Um, the question is, which match will we see? Did mm. you happen? Um, I think we know. I think I know. Which was strap match? Strap. I was honestly, to tell you the truth, I was thinking the um, pit match uh, the Seth Rollins riddles oh riddle interesting match. and the reason a bit of, a little revenge reason why, for Bray yeah I think one of the reasons why is because Seth did that interview with Ariel and was like yeah I would like to work with him again like whatever it was kind of, and he said something beforehand where it was like it was kind of difficult working with Bray at one point and all this other stuff right like mm-hmm. I feel like it was kind of like the tease out there for it because I don't see him as much as I want to see him go for the championship. Cause I think him and Roman at this point right now, they've teased it a few times and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think they already have a path that they want Roman to go in. Yep. And so, and you can smell it. Yeah. With the fact that they said that Randy might have way more um, health issues than they, th- mm-hmm. than they were expecting. They got to start building towards a path towards a mania for Rollins at this point. Yeah. We should know too, the creative director behind um, this white rabbit thing. He was just now hired on uh, Rob fee. He was hired on to the WWE for the work that he was doing with the white rabbit stuff. Maybe he can do the Dexter Loomis stuff and fix that. Cause that's and been be- one of the worst <laughs> gimmicks of the year. Uh, Morton, do you think we see the white rabbits? I think we see the White Rabbit at Extreme Rules. I think there's a 
five to ten percent chance we see him on the SmackDown debut. Ooh, okay. I, I think just because it is the SmackDown debut and they're gonna have mm-hmm. lots of eyes, they want to draw a lot of eyes. I think there's a small possibility, but I would I would say we're gonna see White Rabbit at uh, at Extreme Rules. Yes. Uh, who's he gonna? Where's he gonna show up? Mm-hmm. He should come in as a baby face. I'm not sure he is. I know this. If it's Bray Wyatt, and I think we all know it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious at this point. It's it's pretty. Keep in mind, there's a, a history here. A precedent has been set numerous times that he peaks at his at his debut. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that isn't the case here too. Joel. Your thoughts I, on the whole white rabbit thing? Uh, it's been good. Like it's 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 very creative. It's very good what they're doing. You've but done I all do- the deep dives, right? You've you've gotten all the source code and you figured everything out, right? You've done all right down the hole. For someone else to do, I just sit there and go, "Oh, they figured this out. Cool, cool." These cool. people are creative as all hell. They're like, "Well, if you do this and this and this, and it connects to a church that's that's named Window." I'm like, "How the fuck are you getting this stuff?" <laughs> it's kudos to them. I I don't quite have the time for that, but for them, <laughs> losers. <laughs> uh, it reminds me a lot of Jericho and the Code. Yeah, like that was yeah. that was really I I really enjoyed that. That was always a lot of fun what they what they were doing with that. Uh, and if if this is Bray, this is probably the peak of Bray Wyatt uh, yet again. Uh, I mean, they have to debut him. I don't know how much longer you can keep having people chasing this white rabbit online before it becomes like okay well just freaking debut already yeah yeah you're you're hitting that window now where you have to do it uh and it'll be smackdown bump right you saw the smackdown rating have that huge jump because everyone thought that's where he was going to come out yeah so it's you've already done it once where everyone thought oh bray's debuting here this will be great and it hasn't happened and you're going to be in a situation where now everyone's thinking he'll be at Extreme Rules. And if he doesn't debut again, then people are going to be like, oh, okay, well, when is this going to happen? Just just tell me when it happens. I'll look at my phone. I'll go on Twitter. Yeah. Um, as for where Which he... Is, they just turned off the TV on Monday in the third yeah. hour. Bad oh, they didn't give a shit. They booked... I thought John Pollock said it perfectly on post-wrestling. And Meltzer said the same thing. They booked a two-hour, really good two-hour show... And the third hour, like, I don't fucking care. Put a Alexa Bliss for a CEO. Whatever. You could tell in the third hour, they did not give a shit. That could be Hunter's message to USA, because you know Hunter wants it to be a two-hour show. It it should be. It should be, but again, I don't know if they're going to walk away from the extra ad revenue. No, it's too much money. Yeah, so they Hunter can send all the messages he wants. At the end of the day, Nick, I'm gonna guess Nick Khan's gonna be like, "We're still making a boatload of money, so let's keep yep. making a boatload of money." Uh, back to Bray, like you're gonna, you gotta do it. As for who he debuts against, or maybe just have it be a segment. Just have Bray show up. Mm. Here it is, and then there's only move six on. matches, so yeah, so you could easily. You just slot him in his own little segment, and then that way you don't know if he's heel or babyface, and you kind of gauge the crowd reaction. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna like, like the fiend, like man, you remember how excited we were when the fiend debuted? 
and like that mm-hmm. mat, that first match. And we were sure he was going to be a baby face and then it wasn't. The Toronto intro. Yeah. It was yeah. it was it was so so fantastic and even like even going back to like Cena versus Bray at the at the Mania it was like oh yeah 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 and then they they found a way to fumble it and yeah, that match was five stars though I don't care what anybody says which that one was five stars that was some uh, good Senator, shit Cena Senator you he has something to say here's the thing if you want Bray to get cheered. If you want him to be a baby face, this is all you have to do. Okay. You tease it and then you make Bo Dallas come out first. <laughs> everyone is going to boo the hell out of that. And then later on, you have Bray actually come out. I guarantee you, he'll be, that'll give him the loudest pop. I fucking love it. I, expect. I, love I, it believe, so I believe you. Yeah. I love Um, Quick question, really just roundtable, then we'll finish this off here. Uh, Morton, what should what do you think should be the main event and what will be the main event of this show? Oh. Ah. I think there's only two choices. No, there's three. There's three choices. I know the match that I'm most interested in is is uh, Riddle and Rollins for me. Yeah, I'd say the same for so, me. So, I mean, let's go with that. As yeah. on, uh, as both as my answer, you know, I I feel like that's the one the crowd is most into. I mean, it, yeah. it's almost not for sure. I mean, it's almost not. Yeah. It seems unlikely it goes on last, but I'll just pick it. Senator, what do you think? I would put that to kick off the show, mm-hmm. and to end the show, the I Quit match because you know Edge is going to do a forty-minute match. So just put that. That's true. Just put that on last or oh. whatever. <laughs> like that is the that's the downside to it. Joel, that's why you don't put it on last because it's going to go forty minutes. You're going to be like, <laughs> I think they start with that match. I think they start with the I Quit match. You think they start oh, with it? That's yeah. a good way to kill a crowd. Like that's mm-hmm. just. Like, you could do Ronda and Liv and kill the crowd first if you wanted to. I, that's the other match I was thinking. I would just start oh, with that because I don't. I think oh, that's, that's going to go SmackDown last week. I'm watching. I'm watching Ronda versus Natalie, and you know Natalia, and, and I'm going. This is from Winnipeg, and don't get me wrong. I know there was a. They had a good crowd, but I mean, the, and the, the Blue Bombers were playing that night at home too. But I'm watching yeah. it, going. You have the Canadian hero here, and the crowd is not into it. And then Liv comes out, and then they have this pull apart brawl, and I'm like. This should the crowd should be going nuts and they just weren't. You don't care about Liv. She's no. she got the belts and people just cared about the chase. They don't yeah. care about her as a champion. She's That's been one of the, the worst case. champions this year. Um, okay, so I'm, we'll start off. Oh, go ahead, Joel. Sorry. Oh, I'm I, like I'm just looking at the card as a whole and it's like it's an it's an all right card, but I don't know. I've been kind of tapped out of WWE, so maybe I'm missing some of the more intriguing things. But looking at, it, I'm just kind of like. It's all about the White Rabbit. Yeah. It's all about the White Rabbit. It's all about the White Rabbit. Also, for me, like, I enjoy wrestling, so I watch all of it, right? But um, if you look at the Extreme Rules card from last year to this year, at least that this is an Extreme Rules pay-per-view where every rule has, every match has a stipulation to it. Last year, what the fuck are you talking about? Everything, everything was a singles, <laughs> regular singles match, and there was last one... year we got the humping Finn Balor. What do you mean? 
That's oh, right God. where Finn. Oh, Finn the man. Fish. <laughs> Finn the fish. So now. Oh my God. Just because this is tied in with this. We look at Finn from last year with the whole debacle against Roman all the way to this year facing Edge. Has Finn Balor moved up or moved down? Yes, yes. up, up. He has been awesome the last three weeks. He's been back to Finn Balor the last few weeks here. They've really been a major focus on Finn the last three weeks. There's been four four people that got real character improvements since Triple H took over, and Finn is one of them. Kevin Owens is one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, like Sammy, 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 <laughs> Sammy's getting time to actually wrestle. That's the thing. If it right? wasn't for MJF, Sammy'd be the character of the year. And he still Sammy, may be. He's been good. See, the problem is my problem with the whole Sammy thing is he's so awesome. And you know. know where it should lead to? <laughs> I know. You know where it should lead to him winning the world my title? My dog. From Roman? From him winning the world title from Roman, ideally at WrestleMania. That, that's where the storyline should end. It should. I almost know for sure it's not. No. And that just has me, it's just such a downer. If well, I was I, booking it, I, so I'll let you go right after this, Joel. Sorry. But you and I talked about this. If I was booking it, he takes Jey Uso out and wins the Rumble. Joel? It, the, the thing is, with, like, it sounds like Roman's not even dropping the title at Mania. I mean, it sounds like that's, the, and they're only, gonna do the one match it's gonna be rock and roman and that's it yeah and so it's I like cody's facing i it's just well is the not, rock gonna win the royal rumble no cody's supposed to win the rumble they're supposed to be two separate belts i, I just know. don't know who the other champion's gonna be uh, they still I, have I to do even... this like for all i know you, you mo i know out of everyone here this is gonna really hurt you the most there's a real chance that I think Logan Paul is taking one of those belts at Saudi Arabia. There's a real chance I'm starting to believe that Logan Paul will face Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Wasn't there something with Logan Paul calling out Bad Bunny and saying something about him doing mm-hmm. something illegal in Puerto Rico? He was saying, he was saying yeah. that he was taking the Bad tax. Bunny is a white it. rabbit. It's obvious. Think about it. <laughs> just put that together. Uh, there we go. Funny, no, it's Marco it. Stunt. Nah, it could be Marco Stunt. Okay. Uh, anyways, so weekend. let's get let's get to this show. Um, six man tag. We have the Brawling Brutes taking on Imperium. Sheamus and um, Gunther last time they had a match. It was Sheamus's first five star match. Really happy for Sheamus to get that. This should be another good match. It's a good old Donnie Brook match. They're going to beat the living piss out of each other. Happy to see the guys from Imperium up there. And uh, unfortunately, Pete has not got his name back just yet. He's still Butch, but every other part of him is Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll let you leave with this one, Senator. Should be a fun match. Um, to me, it all depends on what happens on SmackDown. Yeah. Because we have the Gunther Santos. For the, no, it's Gunther. Gunther uh, oh, yeah. for the IC belt on right. SmackDown. Yeah. So I think if Gunter retains, then Brawling Brutes win. Mm. If Sheamus wins the belt, then Imperium. I feel like whoever wins the, the that title match, the other team's going to win. The win the Donny. So I I'll go with Brawling Brutes because I don't I don't think Gunther's going to drop it just yet. I think that's the one Raw SmackDown match we're going to get is Bobby and Gunther at Survivor Series. That'd be a good one. Yeah. But with the ICB, the only belt that Sheamus hasn't won, that's like... Yeah. Him and Cena. Cena's never won an IC belt yeah. either. 
So maybe I think Gunther's winning, and I think Imperium's winning. There. Okay, double down. And I think I think they're I think because you're going to push. I think Gunther's going to get a major push here, this and uh, also, and also uh, that match should be awesome. Is Joel? Is Gunther the one that's going to take the title off Roman next year? No, he, he's maybe one of the candidates, but I don't think so. No, no, no. Marco Stark will already have it by then <laughs> <laughs> and defend it five times, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Next up, we have. I'm getting this one out of the way. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda wins. Liv goes away. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Liv comes across pretty heelish to me. I, I don't yeah, think that they sure, want her to. Her she promos sure are so bad. She's just, yeah. just not been able to get the pro. Like I've talked about last year when she was my worst promo. She has that, and I'm doing this. Like she does the high, the low to high, the low to high. She has no sense of controlling the crowd at all. When the crowd booed her, she didn't know how to take it away. Uh, and she, she just wasn't ready for them to turn on her the way that Becky or Charlotte were when that happened to them, right? Or Sasha or whoever, right? She didn't have that in the back of her mind to be prepared for that just yet. And it really threw off and ruined that segment. Ever since that segment, they booed her and cheered Rhonda. She's never been able to get over it. I think kind of like with Rhonda, had that resentment when that happened to her with Becky, right? And Rhonda never recovered from it. It's kind of vice versa to live. Yeah. yeah. I'm going, I say Rhonda wins, and that sets up her versus Shayna. Ooh. We could also see a Charlotte Flair return as well after this. They were saying Charlotte might go to Raw. Too. Oh. Oh, because she's going to face Bianca at Mania. Yeah. 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 Joel, any thoughts on this or just. Just get out of here. Rhonda, move on. Just move on. Okay. Uh, strap match. Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, I will have uh, Karrion win this because he has to win his first match. And Triple H actually books smart. So that would make the most sense right now. I agree. And doesn't And isn't Drew... Is, uh, Drew is sick. He wasn't hurt. But he was... Yeah, he's he just sick. Yeah. 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 So... But this could be a good way to give Drew some time off from TV. Yeah, uh, they they kind of lopped his balls off of mm-hmm. off of him with plastic uh, <laughs> castles. So, yeah, yeah you have Cross win here, and then you have Drew go away for a bit. Yeah, fun. I think Drew wins. Okay, um, and it's one of those things where they've done everything right in the build to this. So I don't know why I'm not more excited for it. Because Karen Cross isn't a good wrestler. That could be it. Yeah. His gimmick confuses me a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Scarlet, it's it's all it's all Scarlet. Um, then we have a ladder match, which I don't think this match needed a ladder match yet. I, I know it's extreme rules, so that makes the most sense. And you bring the good point, Senator, of having those rules. But I don't think this deemed as. Uh, I think you almost could have done like a lumberjack match, maybe with this potentially or something yeah. to keep damage control and. Uh, uh, all those other characters out. This also could be a white rabbit situation because of Bliss potentially. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Um. So I have Bianca winning this. Uh. Well, just the 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 tease had um. Forgive me for getting something about Sodom, who was betrayed by his closest woman in his life, or something, and that he will revenge himself at the Wells Fargo Center. Or something in the last time we saw Bray was at WrestleMania when Bliss turned on him against Randy. Mm. Yeah. 
the technician, Alexa Bliss. Yes. You know, I looking at some of the. Oh, sorry, Alexa. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Uh, Alexa, I, sorry, I was just going to say uh, yeah, she's listed in, in WWE 2K2 as a technician. Who's ever looked, watched uh, Bliss Russell and thought technically sound? Oh, everybody. Of course. I think you're just late to the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have Bailey winning. What? I have Bailey winning. I think that. Wow. I think um, they're going to want damage control to have all the belts. I mean, I, I could see, see that. that. Uh, I could see that. I just wonder if, if she's going to face Belair, if they if Charlotte's going to face Belair, if they want to keep that streak longer for Bianca. But I think they've do, they've done ev- ev- to me they've done everything right when it comes to Bianca, mm-hmm. where she could she could feud with Charlotte without the belt. Right. Like this is a chance to bring other people up and I think bringing in like mm-hmm. a Candice LeRae and those those ones sure. there, you can have two big feuds instead of having it just over the belt. True. I mean you got two nights of mania. So yeah. um then we have the I quit match between Edge and Finn Balor with the uh Ray obviously is not at this point in Edge's corner, but the whole Judgment Day is in Finn Balor's. This is a must-win career-defining match for Finn Balor. He really, really needs this. I could see an AJ Styles or Ray interfere or be with Edge down the road in this, but Finn has to win this match. Finn needs this win to get him back into that upper echelon of the main events. I agree. I, I agree. I think Finn wins. Joel? He, yeah, Finn has to win this. Edge can take as many losses as you need. And as it sounds like Edge is, this is towards the end of Edge's uh, run. Yeah. Go with the young guy, Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah, the young guy, Finn Balor. How old is he again? Like 43. 41. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. 41. 41 okay. Old. Yeah. 41 to Edges. 48. 48 to Dominic Mysterio is by far the youngest in there. How old is Priest? Like 39. 40. 39. 40. <laughs> 40. Every, there you go. And then how old is Rhea Ripley? Oh, she's like 26. She's 25. 25. So her and Dom are, mommy and poppy are okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dom missed this great chance on Monday night when they were like, who's your poppy? And he should have said, my dad is not Rey Mysterio. You know my dad is Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. And the crowd would have gone crazy. Oh yeah, that's the problem. The crowd would have gone crazy and he's a heel. I know. But (laughs) anything he says, it's it's not going to come off good. So it's guys, (laughs) you know who my dad is. My dad doesn't matter, Hefe, because I'm with the judgment day, right, Rhea? Fuck, it's so cringy. He's I I think this is still my, one of my big problems with WWE when I'm watching it. These scripted promos still are killing me. Some yeah, I mean 
Some people need them, some people don't. So some people in AEW that could use them, or these guidelines, and some people in WWE that could kind of fly without a kite. The catch twenty two, right? Need to talk. I mean, hey, every now and then you'll have a Soraya, you know, <laughs> promo oh, yeah. when you don't have script writers too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh okay, so we'll have Finn winning that. And the last match, which you think should be the main, is the the fight pit match with Daniel Cormier is the referee in this one, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rawlings. I would like Seth to win because he has a title match the night next night on Raw, and I think Matt Riddle's a piece of shit. So I'd like Seth to win and get Matt Riddle out of here, but Matt Riddle's going to win. Yeah, Riddle's going to win. Man, it's funny how quickly that any any of that stuff that came out about Riddle it, just it, nothing, nothing just died. Nothing from John Ross. Nothing from Meltzer. Nothing. No one, no one touched it with ten foot pole. Uh, and Riddle's gonna win here, and Riddle's gonna keep going on doing his thing. I'd like to see Seth win, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, Senator. I got Seth winning. I got Seth winning, and I feel like Cormier is gonna have something to do with it. Yeah, I think you're right. Or the White Rabbit. Or the White Rabbit. Yeah. Or Bo Dallas. I don't think you do the White Rabbit and Cormier in the same match. I think that's overbooking. That's too much. Mm. You know, um, something's going to happen with Cormier. He's, he's, you know, it, it's up in the air as to what his future holds, but Brock. something's going to happen. I Brock mean, that seems obvious, right? That's my that's my pick. That's, is Brock and Saudi. Brock and Saudi seems like the yeah. logical one, and Whoa, and so that makes cable. me think that that. Something well, it could be Gable too. Yeah, it could be Gable, not too. Chad Gable. Oh, wait a minute! Joel's got the wind horse going. What's going on with Cormier? So no, uh, <laughs> there, there's something that could impact WWE and these Saudi shows. Is there's actual political ramifications going on right now with oil and natural gas? And basically, there was stuff within the Senate and the House that they were talking about pulling their protection from Saudi Arabia, leaving them open to Iran. We'll see what happens in the next little bit, but shit seems to be going off right now in the world. So this whole Saudi deal might be a little more up in the air if things start to go awry. I feel bad for all the golfers, don't you? Oh, oh man, yeah, those live golfers. <laughs> but it, it it does sound like there is some talk about removing that protection from Saudi Arabia. And Do it. Do if it. there is, if there is, move no- it to Roger Center. <laughs> Just, Celebrate the Jays World Series and have this great show. Win win. It and you'd be able to see the table, uh, Logan Paul. Yeah, but <laughs> the table. <laughs> that, that that came out today and I was like, oh, I gotta make note of that because that could be Thank rather you. interesting. Because if 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 it does happen and there's no longer any protection, I can't imagine in good conscience they would send a bunch of wrestlers over to a spot that is now basically open season. Well now yeah. if Vince was there. Yeah, Vince was there. <laughs> Vince would be Actually, like, Let's go I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure Nick Khan wouldn't also just be like, "Hmm, it's a lot of money." 
Yeah. So there you go. We'll Busy week of pro Speaking wrestling. of Rogers Center, I just yeah. want to say, Rogers Center, real quick. Wednesday, Canada Dynamite. How hot do you think this crowd will be and how great will the show be based just on how hot the crowd is? Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's funny. I had a buddy out there. He's like, I can't find any bars to go to on Wednesday, like to just kind of party beforehand for the game. Like, yeah, because number one, there's a Leafs and Habs game that Wednesday. And there may be a Jays and Astros game that Wednesday. So that's kind of hard. I do think the crowd is going to be really hot, though. But it's going to – and I think that the downtown core could be bumping, right? Because you we could have a game at Rogers. You could have a, you could have a game at – I don't know what the ACC is called anymore. I forgot. Scotia Bank uh, Arena. Scotia, thank you. At, at Scotia. And then you could have something at Pepsi. So Pepsi's about 20, 30 minutes away from all those. I, I went to see the Arcales there. Uh, when I was in Toronto compared to uh, where that is, but it's uh, it could be a bumping night there. It's going to be a lively sports night potentially in Toronto, and it's going to be the first Canadian show out there. I almost flew out there, but I had other trip plans to go with, and you're getting Chris Jericho in there. You're getting Toronto. Jericho own. and Danielson will be an yeah. unbelievable crowd reaction. The Christian pop will be huge for him mm-hmm. out there. Uh, I think it'll be a good first show. And the fact too, that they're doing the live dynamite and Tony, the one thing, the one thing that Tony did say during the, uh, the rampage, the, the aerial interview is there's a lot of live rampages coming. And this is because to put a bow on this, the front story is because discovery Warner is very happy with the AW and the ratings and what's on TV right now. And so hey, over a million again live, this week, more live ramp. And the only reason they didn't get seven in a week is because the hurricane took away, uh, hmm a lot of uh, audience that week. Yeah. But I, and then, told, oh. I was told that Warner sent a letter to AEW and said, you owe us $1 million and oh, no. we're, cutting you, we're cutting you an hour of your TV. Are you saying that the internet lied? I'm saying the internet lied. They internet. have zero news, Joel. They have zero Depends news. Depends on where you got it from. <laughs> zero news. Reddit. If it's Joel, he got it from Reddit. From zero news, it was it was a it was a funny that's the joke between me and Josh because they were posting this supposed paper that came from an executive all blurry, yeah, and it's like AEW owes us a million, and you read it and you could see spelling mistakes in it, and you could see a bunch of other stuff, and you're like, well, this is clearly crap. It's like how the professionals do it, and it's like my my god. The the only thing with this Toronto show that feels is missing is Kenny Omega. That's yeah. the only thing that I wonder if they bring up Bret Hart. But uh let's see. Uh my second question for you guys to wrap it all up, to bring it full circle from where we started. By the way, Mojabari might be all elite that week. Friend of the pod, Mojabari mm-hmm. might be all elite. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So to bring it full circle to where we started with AEW. I don't know if you guys noticed, but November 23rd, the Dynamite is from mm-hmm. Chicago. Any well, thoughts me. on, to me, that's like, uh, it, I'm, it blows my mind to think they're being in Chicago again without yeah. Punk. What's the crowd going to, the crowd could heal on them. It, it could be a dead crowd, could be a live crowd. They could, I mean, they could bring somebody back. Could they bring Punk back just to... I mean, uh, it's insane to me to the idea that they're going to Chicago. Right I now. think Punk is coming back, but I don't think it's till double or nothing. I think they need some time. He has the injury and everything. 
So I think Double or Nothing will happen, and I think the Bucks and Kenny come back at that Seattle show. Those are those have been my predictions for a while. The idea of bringing them back, if you wanted to get heel heat in Chicago, yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's the right. I think you just leave all that stuff alone. You just put on a show. They're going to be CM Punk chants. Let them die down and move on. I mean, people were chanting "Fuck you, Sammy" last night, and they just worked through it. And then right. They- that that is the one chant that has not shown up in AEW since he's been gone as CM Punk. It will so be the first, know. and and if it shows up there, will it carry over? Yeah, from it's, there is the good question. That's the question. I, I personally would now. not run Chicago in in this environment. I'd cancel that show and go elsewhere. Yeah. I think I think to to me, I think one of the that's always been kind of my one of my knocks on AEW is that they're oversaturating the Chicago market. Yeah. Um, I think that this, I completely agree with you. I think at this point right now, this is the perfect time to try finding, testing a new market instead mm-hmm. of going back to Chicago. Cause when was the last time it was September, right? Yeah. 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 And also keep in mind too, that's Thanksgiving week. Uh, yeah. That, that, uh, that dynamite will be Thanksgiving week. In that's, Chicago. that's a good point. Yeah. That's, I just, but I mean, they run a lot of, that's one of my problems. They run too many, like Cleveland, they're going back to Washington. They were getting the ticket sales in those areas are going down, but they go to Seattle, they go to Toronto, they went to a California tickets go up. Yeah. The, they are saturating themselves in the same markets. People yeah. are getting exhausted to, by going to those shows. They need to, they need to go to places like Portland and, mm-hmm. you know, these markets that are starved for wrestling and Calgary. places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're dipping their toe in the Calgary market. Obviously, Tony, you know, being working in Fulham, I didn't realize how much he's in London when yeah. the way they talked about stuff this week with Ariel. Like, I didn't realize how much he's in London doing Fulham stuff. So, obviously, just having a loop in in there, maybe during like uh, when you can do uh, some uh, some free agents uh, and some signings in soccer when you have that January period, send people to sheets. That'd be perfect for them, for Tony when he's up there with Fulham doing that. Because Jaguars, Jaguars probably won't be playing in January, so he doesn't have to worry about them. He just, yeah, he just gotta take the time to like really try to test out new markets and not keep going to the same places. And that's well, one of the big things for me. I, I I will say, having I think the only person on the podcast having gone seen a live Dynamite, it's a lot of fun. So I'd love to see it out this way like uh grand slam was a, was a fantastic show rampage went a little long i definitely by the time they got to ricky and hobbs it was like okay it's time to go but it, it it's definitely a show worth worth seeing as a wrestling fan and it's definitely something i'd like to see them branch more out west it would be a lot easier to go to shows they're coming out here especially if they came to calgary so but it was worth it it was worth i i would not trade tickets anything i was that was a lot of fun and it's the fourth world title that i've seen either change hands or a new champion crown so fantastic um, i'm on a i'm on a streak all right uh that's gonna wrap it up here uh from mo for joel and senator thanks for uh you know you and i have done the show show before you've done it with joel but now you got introduced to having martin on here thanks everyone for listening to whatever this podcast this wrestling podcast is called right now the one fall the one fall uh enjoy 
we're and suing them. We are suing. Well, Ron Funches is like seems like such a nice guy too. That's the worst part. It's like of all the guys, Ron Funches seems like the one of the nicest guys. If he he's came, like one to of those Calgary guys Expo, just so happy he's a wrestling fan. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just here to be happy. <laughs> it's not more like Herbert from Family Guy. Um, <laughs> everyone, thanks so much again. Enjoy this week of wrestling and. Uh, until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day. I know I will because the Broncos lost. Bye. Goodbye. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>